Hutchins Podcast. Hello and welcome back to this special episode of the Hutchins Podcast. Today I'm joined with Josh and Alexander and our special guests are Mr. Eric Ma, who is a global learning coordinator and teaches Chinese from year 7 to 12, and Mr. Jason Yang, who is a teaching assistant for Chinese classes. In this episode, we'll be talking about all things international and what it means to us as a, as a school, as well as a wider local, national and global community. The definition of internationalism by the Round Square, which we'll get into in a moment, is Round Square schools encourage their students to develop a spirit of internationalism, to speak out, discover and embrace the similarities and differences between cultures and nationalities in ways that promote meaningful and lasting understanding and respect. So let's start by asking everyone on the panel, what does internationalism mean to you? Uh, internationally, uh, for me, the first thing I've, um, is the international delivery. The first thing I experienced international delivery because I uh, always got something from the Amazon and I'm really curious about, uh, about the international different countries. And after that, yeah, just, you know, uh, the culture thing, uh, uh, we and I'm very interested in different languages. So internationally for, the, for me, it's, uh, you know, experience different culture and different language. All right, Josh, I, I think it's a really good question. I think the word looks a bit of a big concept to me, but actually it's not really that complex. I think to me it's actually just a bit of a lifestyle. It's actually how you look at your life, how you embrace diversity, how you actually probably uh, get out there, try different foods in your kitchen, uh, actually just be brave and actually try probably talk to different people, you know, uh, enjoy different cultures, actually probably grow a bit of a travel bug in yourself. And to myself as a teacher, I think um, what this work to me is actually to, to really uh, uh, instill this value of respecting different cultures, embracing differences, and try to connect with people from different backgrounds and valuing um, diversity in everything we do at Hutchins. And that's actually a very strong message we want to uh, convey to the boys and staff here. Awesome. So, Jason, how have you found this experience at Hutchins as this would be totally new experience for you? Yes, it is a totally new experience for me. Um, um, in our university, uh, when we were when we were in the you know the master degree, we have a we uh, we have a gap year. We have many students come to different countries, and that year I just found uh, I have a chance to apply for to go to Australia uh, to teach Chinese as a volunteer to uh, you know show our Chinese culture to the world. And I have many choices to choose, and uh, the mainland Australia or the Tasmania. I just want to try a very different one because I grew up in Beijing. I just want to go to a different city, so I just I didn't choose uh, Sydney and Melbourne, and then just the country here. Um, that's a very good uh, experience for mm. me for the, the taxi life. It's very um, yeah. beautiful, the scenery and. Um, very authentic Australia mm-hmm. culture. What would, what's been the best part of Tasmania, do you think? Um, the first thing I came to here, when I uh, get off the plane, um, the first thing is, you know, the, the climate here is, in the summer is very comfortable. You can feel the, uh, you know, the sea, the, the wind. It's just a very comfortable. Unlike Beijing, it's very hot in summer, but here I just feel 
very, very comfortable at night. You can mm-hmm. feel, yes, uh, although it's summer, but it's still very, you know, cool. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and then I just came to, um, you know, from airport to the uh, to Hachins, um see different uh, people, different different students, and uh, it's quite new for me. Uh, we have different uh, teaching uh, methods compared to China, and the students here are uh, curious about um, the Chinese cultures. Uh, and they are very friendly to me. Even I don't teach some students, and they just say hi to me and say ni how good they made. I'm really uh, impressed with that. Now, what has been the best part at teaching at Hutchins? Um, I think the best um, teaching for me, um, with, the, with the colleague first, um, I feel very uh, inclusive here. Uh, I learned a lot um, from uh, Mr. Ma and Ms. Watson in the, class, in the classroom. And I live in boarding house, um, just a big family with uh, the international borders and the local borders. And they are very fr- friendly to me and teach me all these things. Uh, I really enjoy that and I really like um, going out with them, you know, mm-hmm. to have some activities uh, and to explore Tasmania. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite like it. Uh, and for teaching Chinese, I uh, I like every Chinese classroom. The boys, um, they they are curious. Uh, they want to learn the different, cu- not, not only language, they're also very curious about the Chinese culture and about my school life when I was in middle school, in high school. And we did a lot of um, interesting uh, conversation in the class with Ms. Ma and Ms. Watson. Uh, that's quite good. That's awesome. What would you like to see in the international space at Hutchins? Uh, the first thing I want to see the boarding house. If you've been to boarding house, we have many uh, borders from different countries, you know, mainland China, and we have from Hong Kong and Thailand a lot. Yeah, uh, that's the first thing I think is very, very international. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so language. Um, we, you know, we learn different language here. Uh, we learn Chinese for a language and French. And I think it's very international. And mm-hmm. we have many um, staff members. Um, they come from different countries. Uh, they have different, back, you know, moved to um, Tasmania, moved to Aussie. I think it's very international. But, mm-hmm. uh, it's a very uh, multicultural community. So as you were born and raised in China, what would you say are the great benefits of being a globally-minded person? The great benefits of being a global person, um, you know, when you're being global, you're open-minded and, you know, you can embrace uh, different cultures, uh, embrace the diversity and um, you have the empathetic thing when you go to different uh, countries, you know, Although we still speak different, you know, language, but um, at that moment, uh, we just uh, we have the renaissance, you know. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, between each other. You just um, uh, uh, have that kind of thing. Uh, I think it's very important for uh, for me uh, for my future career uh, because I want to. Uh, 
I want to be a teacher in the future. I just, uh, you know, being an international important. I just want to teach my students uh, open-minded, um, be international, and experience uh, mm -hmm. different cultures and embrace the diversity. So whereabouts would you like to teach? Um um, I won't teach language. Uh, mm -hmm. If I go to China, I won't probably teach uh, English yeah. and or or Chinese mm -hmm. or to the you know to the, uh, the students from different yeah. countries. Yes. Mm -hmm. Why did you come? What drawed you to Hutchins? Uh, actually, before I came to Australia, I don't know Hutchins. I. I don't re really, you know, I don't even know how about I, I know Tassie. I yeah. Know Tassie, so yeah. I search a lot about that. And, and the Hanban is a language organization. They, I, because I choose Tasmania, they just, uh, you know, um, allocate us in, in different places. I'm very lucky to come to Hutchins and, um, and the, the last uh, Chinese assistant, you still remember Jerry Zha, and mm -hmm. uh, we contact, and he just said, you are very lucky to come to Hutchins, and see, uh, he um, shared a lot of interesting things uh, when he was here. Um, so I'm very looking forward to and search it um, online, and I saw so many beautiful pictures. Mm -hmm. I saw the, uh, ni the nice uh, Tasmania cherries. I I told myself the first thing because I really like that. I told myself just first thing to get off uh, to buy some cherries. Yeah, I really love that. Now, how long, because of COVID, unfortunately, that, well, not unfortunately, actually, you've been here a lot longer than you probably originally planned. How, how's that been? Uh, I'm very lucky uh, to come to here because when I just came to here, and I think the after three days, then the Australian borders just closed. Yeah, so usually we have uh, um, five uh, five Chinese assistants in Tasmania, but that, that year, only me in Hobart. So I'm very lucky compared mm. to others. Um, you know, if I just cannot, I just cannot experience this uh, fantastic journey. <laughs> yeah, so I'm very lucky for stay here. I plan to here for one year, but after the this year, I know the border is not open, the new one cannot come. And Mr. Ma just asked me whether mm. you want to maybe stay here one more year and uh, with us. Uh, uh, I, you know, I'm, I was on the phone at that time because it's a mm -hmm. big decision. Because I plan to stay only one year, that's my plan. And uh, it's so hard at that time. Um, but um, I don't know, one, one more moment, just uh, I have to, I want to stay here one more year mm. to uh, explore more culture here, yeah. be more mm -hmm. international here. Yeah. yeah, so I quite enjoy the second year here. Yeah. And it's very quick, and just like yesterday, and today's my last day in Hutchins. Mm. Yeah, mm. so I will miss this so community. Yeah. Today, you, you just mentioned today's your last day. Will you come back? Uh, Yes, I, I want to come back. Yeah. If everything goes normal, you know, you can go traveling mm -hmm. uh, in everywhere. I, just, I want to, I really want to take my family, my friends. I want to mm -hmm. um, introduce them to uh, there's one mm. very beautiful place uh, in Australia and down there, a heart, Tasmania. <laughs> there. I want to take them to come to try the different so, you know, thing here, do some outdoor and do some outdoor activities. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, teach them, yeah, and to show them the Australia um, sports. Yeah. 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 What what things I guess have you been up to in your sort of because obviously you're not teaching and you you're around on the weekends. What do you get up to on weekends? Uh, at least yes, um, uh, you know. Uh, last year I really enjoyed. Last year you know we have some gap students. We do a lot of um, new, uh, new sports with the gap students in the gym. Um, uh, we go camping. Oh yeah. wow! We do a lot of camping. Yeah, it's pretty cool and. Do some bushwalking here, mm-hmm. yeah, and now we have that in China. Um, yeah, just explore the Tasmania, uh, you know, the nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I quite enjoy that one. Yeah. What's your favorite part of Tasmania? Do you would you say? Um, I think it's the, you know the the laid back, mm-hmm. the you know the chill vibe yeah. here. I really like the life here. Mm. It's not like the big city. You have to you know. Uh, go to uh, you know that's uh, go to work uh, every day in a very you know uh, tight. You have a very tight timetable. But here, I just uh, uh, except work, you still have your own life. Do yeah, see a mm. lot of nature, the sceneries, and the people are here. Are, uh, they are very friendly, and even you don't know him when you you run into someone on the street, and they just say good day, um, oh ni hao, yeah, mm. because I, yeah, just very fun, I really like this in Tasmania. Yeah. You've mentioned, uh, well, we've all mentioned that, you know, it's it's your last time at Hutchins. What what comes next after this? Um, next stop, I just, uh, you know, go back to China. Um, I want to do some traveling in China. I didn't do much uh, uh, traveling in China uh, because I have a lot of you know schoolwork things to do. So um, I still have six months to prepare my graduation. So during that time, I just want to do more traveling, explore China, explore different strict culture. You know, and China is very big. Well, every area uh, have different culture. I just want to explore more mm. and um, give me a break and come back one day and teach our students. Teach. Uh, hopefully, I can come to Chinese and share more things uh, about China, China, Chinese culture. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's really great because now you're going to be able to go back to China and you're going to sort of be, not an advocate, but you're going to be very well experienced in our yeah. Australian culture yeah. and be able to exp- ex- sort of share and explain our, our ways down in the South. Thank you so much for your time, Jason. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having me today. I really Th- appreciate it. Thank you so it. much for coming to Hutchins. You've been amazing. Uh, thank you, guys. Yeah. So, Mr Ma, being a Chinese teacher has some obvious connections to internationalism. At a deeper level, what does it mean to you? All right, Rafa, I think um, many people in senior school actually probably see Mr. Mars, the teacher of Chinese um, around the school, uh, in senior school especially. I love to actually see myself as someone who actually does not just do languages, but mm. someone who actually goes beyond and uh, above um, what we can do in the classroom. You know, within the classroom walls, you can actually probably do the language, but if you go above and beyond, you have heaps of other things you can actually probably relate to the international space, and that's probably where I actually probably want to tap into. So apart from teaching Chinese, which is apparently amazing, uh, I also see myself as a bit of an advocate for global awareness, you know, mm-hmm. diversity, and also celebration of differences um, in all parts of the school. Uh, we are so lucky to be studying at. We know that you are a Chinese teacher. What made you become a Chinese teacher at Hutchins and then particularly the grades 9, 10, 11 and 12? Um, good question, George. I think, um, personally, I think that was... Uh, 
a very interesting decision because if you are, uh, the listeners probably would have known that uh, if you know me well, you know that I probably started um, teaching um, on the uh, Christmas Island, which is a very remote community in the Australian in the Ocean Territory, and I spent my two years of so-called country service there, living the tropics, which was amazing. But at the end of my second year, I was kind of over the tropics. I actually, mm-hmm. actually I was dying for some cooler climate, and Tassie made perfect sense because I studied at UTAS, which is literally next door to, to mm-hmm. Hutchins. So actually, when I saw this ad uh, in 2009, when Hutchins was actually looking at starting Chinese, I actually ran out of school, and those, uh, the legendary Barry Irons were actually picked up the phone mm-hmm. on the other side, and actually Barry Irons said, oh, Eric, um, where are you now? I said, okay, I'm on Christmas Island calling you uh, across <laughs> the globe, but you, you want to see me because I might be the person you want to have mm-hmm. in Hutchins. So Barry Irons actually flew me back from, mm-hmm. from Western Australia all the way down to Tassie, mm-hmm. and we had a good chat, and then uh, I got a job off on the same day, uh, which was really, really uh, lucky for me. Yeah. Um, so um, I just couldn't wait to come back to Tassie to really just make a difference, and uh, so and hasn't, haven't really looked back for one day. So 12 years on, I'm still here, and uh, mm-hmm. you would have actually seen Mr. and Mrs. Ma co-teaching in some years of these 12 years, and now you have the mini Mars, the twins, actually <laughs> coming to Hutchins and being uh, ERC students. Mm-hmm. So the Ma family have really grown with Hutchins in the last 12 years. <laughs> well, uh, I know that Barry was, um, Barry Irons was yeah. my first um, staff member I met. Really? Yeah. He toured me around Hutchins when I first came to Hutchins in year three. Wow, good idea. It was awesome. Yeah. So as a very prominent figure for Hutchins, what would you like to see in the international space at Hutchins? First of all, thank you very much, Raf, for that uh, description. <laughs> uh, I think uh, what I want to see um, is uh, for the staff and boys to actually carry on what have been going so well. I think we've done lots of lovely things in the space and we've come a long way. I remember actually when I started Hutchins, uh, it was a bit of a different school, I think, back in the days when Tazi was uh, historically a very uh, monocultural, monolingual society. That was before Mona, before all these um, mm. tourism starting to boom. And now I've seen lots of interesting changes in the last five, six years in the space where we have more people from different cultures and boys actually starting to actually accept more um, international stuff uh, everywhere. And you actually can see that happening in the classroom as well. Boys are getting more interested in knowing um, more about international students and everything, So, which is a great sign. I think moving forward, we'd love to actually see probably more boys getting out there, just probably growing your sense of interest, trying to engage yourself a bit more in the space, probably even actually thinking about the opportunities actually offshore when actually COVID finishes. You can probably even go somewhere, engaging with a different community, immersing yourself in a different country and culture, bringing back all the good stories and making a difference to the Hutchins community. Now, as someone who visits China frequently and places all around the globe, what would you say are the benefits of being a globally-minded person within our community? George, I could actually spend two nights talking about this question. (laughs) It's a very, very good um, way to think about how you could benefit from being globally minded. I think, to me personally, I've been to many interesting places um, and I've actually grown so much as a person myself, as a teacher who does um, um, engage with different cultures on a daily basis. And that's actually, Mm -hmm. um, and that means you can really use your life stories in what you do and you can actually pass on the wisdom and the experience to uh, the people you work with. I think for the boys, um, the more you see, um, the more uh, international outlook you will grow. And I think probably having this globally um, mindedness will actually really 
give you that uh, very important global lens um, in what you do at school. And down the track, you will grow lots of um, you know, transferable skills you can actually use in other parts of your life. It doesn't have to be you know, Chinese with Mr. Ma or French. Beyond year 12, you could mm. actually really use all these soft skills uh, in what you do in a, in a gap year, say um, in Japan or um, you know, when you actually travel around with your family in Thailand, you actually can probably engage with the locals and understand why they do these things. So the cultural uh, intelligence will stay with you for the rest of your lives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when you travel, um, even if you have a bit of time off school, you actually learn a lot while you're traveling from like places you may go or people Absolutely. you may Absolutely. You actually live the culture, actually learn from exactly. life. Yeah. Exactly. And I like how you've just mentioned soft skills. We've been, it's a bit of an interesting thing happening. Um, for grade nine, we do building connections. Exactly. And, um, you know, there's a lot of talk around skills, soft skills, generic skills, all those sorts of things. Mm. And those skills are very, once you learn them, you know, you can, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You can sort of enhance them, make them better and transfer, yeah. transfer them through life, which is a really great thing. Mm. So, Mr. Mark, how do you think us as students, um, listeners and and the wider community can yeah. practice global citizenship? Um, I guess the first thing is actually probably just to be interested, mm-hmm. to really get out there and talk to people, yep. especially uh, people from different cultures, just probably grow that sense of engagement. It doesn't have to start from, say, textbook one, two, three, or probably from university course. Mm. It can happen anywhere. It can happen actually virtually, physically, probably in a neighborhood. If actually probably have someone who has just moved into your Sunday house and that person seems to actually have a different cultural background, probably just probably look at the door and say, hello, my name is Ralph and uh, we're from the neighborhood and and uh, have a couple with them and see how mm. you can actually probably learn from their culture. You never know because um, that's how you learn and yeah. how you actually engage with uh, people from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And also probably within a school, just try to try different things. You know, probably talk to our international borders and talk to staff with experiences overseas. Uh, not just the low staff, actually teach language, but also anyone your mentor may have spent, say, 10 years in the UK, you probably will have a coach who actually probably have, who has coach tennis in um, Sweden for three years or well, anyone um, talk to people probably be interested open up your mind mm. don't just probably assume um, things will come to you but just really get out there and be adventurous and uh, have faith have some faith in yourselves you can mm. actually really uh, be a game changer in uh, bringing all these really good changes um, in the internet community for Hutchins and you will be out there uh, promoting flying the international flag for Hutchins mm-hmm. So just getting involved. Yeah, probably mm. in your night, you actually probably yeah. go somewhere, you actually will see people from the community, you could actually mm-hmm. really share stories, probably try their foods. Uh, when you do community service, you can actually probably go to a migrant um, community, probably you can actually probably mm-hmm. get out there and teach English to those ELD kids, probably do volunteer work with the refugee kids as well, play to national soccer, you know, probably even uh, join all the postcards from Wrong Square, or uh, just probably engage in a small talk with international boys and Hutchins yeah. uh, and just learn about their culture and try to probably share your culture with them as well. Because, mm. yeah, we do. At the, the boarding house, and Jason is a, is a perfect sort of um, example of it, is that we have this international culture within our own school. So it's very easy for us to tap into it. Mm. And you, Mr. Ma, is a, is a great facilitator for this. So it's great and yeah. an easy way for us as Hutchins to tap into it. Yeah. yeah. But not also just the people that um, we're lucky enough to have, yeah. but um, the opportunities that we're lucky. We all also lucky enough to have at Hutchins. So um, I know in year nine we can go to Tiwi Islands, but unfortunately it was cancelled this year. So that is an amazing, amazing opportunity to um, broaden your minds to 
global citizenship and yeah. things like that. Or you can do international trips, like yeah. with the Round Square, and absolutely, yeah. yeah. So after all these crazy COVID things, it's actually out of our way. We can actually yeah. probably bring back international travels again, mm-hmm. and we can actually really just have a look at the map of Round Square schools to tap into one of those schools. You could actually spend a um, month, uh, if not weeks, uh, in a school where everything's completely different, mm-hmm. and you actually come back um, uh, with more globally um, minded, um, you know, uh, experience, and you will. To be able to uh, reflect on your own life and actually have a look at okay how lucky we are to be living in this part of the world and how much difference can actually make to be conducted with other parts of uh, these uh, this um, globally conducted community mm. and that's all we can do through uh, being a very internationally minded school. Mm. Yeah, and you've just mentioned actually about international travel, and um, you know as part of Chinese in a, in the higher years, grade eleven and twelve, we have a we have a China trip, which unfortunately has you know suffered due to COVID reasons. Yeah. But um, in the future, what would you like to see there, and how does that work? Look, uh, we've been running five trips uh, before COVID. Now was being uh, has been one of the best highlights of the Chinese program in senior years. So we've seen lots of boys, uh, you know, really getting kind of lost in China. You know, just immersing themselves in the culture, really trying different things uh, with uh, some Chinese, some actually didn't really take Chinese with me, but they actually really signed up, actually got into the trip. They actually just really tried hard to engage with locals and try different foods and uh, even if the food's actually quite scary sometimes, they actually try all these really mm-hmm. interesting ingredients and, you know, all the flavours and, um, you know, um, and they're actually just engaging with the communities and so moving forward, I'd love to actually see the trip uh, happening again, of course, and when we safe to travel again and I'd love to actually engage more um, boys and staff alike as well to actually um, be on the tour and really uh, think out of the box. We're not just there as tourists, we're there as uh, someone who is really willing to localize as a global citizen. We would really get into there on day one from the Beijing airport and mm-hmm. we will really get into there and try to use your transferable cultural skill to really start yourself as international person and that's I think the best benefit from the trip apart from the language of course you can actually grow uh, your fluency but I think the best thing to me apart from language is actually how you grow this mm. sense of intercultural competency and you can actually use that uh, in all you do to come back I think we have this saying which is actually you, you think globally but live locally act locally I think something we actually can really realize you know, through the trip um, you think about all the global pictures but actually can make a difference uh, in what, where you live and and what you do, and things all start with small bits and pieces of everything you do on a daily basis. But the trip itself can be a really interesting milestone in your uh, formative years before you leave school. And and just based on my feedback from all the five trips we have run, I think that was definitely uh, one of the best things they had ever done at Hutchins. Mm-hmm. And you just mentioned live live locally. Think globally. There yeah. we go, I got it right. Yeah. Um, that that is mentioned somewhere within the Hutchins vision. Um, I can't think of the exact line. I think it might be you know lives locally, nationally, yeah. and globally. So that you can see where that has has the obvious ties there. I know this is sort of the opposite way around, and I'm asking. Give us a picture, you know, maybe a, that's like a very quick overview of yourself, Mister Ma, from beginning to now. Mm. 
Sorry, that's probably a really big question. <laughs> that's a tricky question. Like, right yeah. on the spot. Okay. You asked me to write a book about myself, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I have. <laughs> um, look, um, I think probably on the personal note, I, I, I was um, I, I, I grew up in a, in a concrete jungle um, in a big city um, as a boy who didn't really care about the outside world. I actually just pretty much care about all the marks. Uh, and then actually when, once I actually realised there was a bigger world out there. I actually really opened up. I actually wanted to actually try different things and pick up languages. And, you know, I wanted to actually travel as well. So I had a really big travel bug when I was in year 12. And then I actually um, did uh, study um, in Australia as well. So, um, and most of my mates actually chose uh, all those bigger unis, but I actually specifically I chose your task because I wanted to have a very different experience compared to where I grew up in. Mm. And that was so much worth it because actually I was the very first Tazi trained teacher of Chinese uh, in history. That was one chapter of the book. And wow. <laughs> um, and so I think I made my mark uh, at Utah. I was really proud of that. And I went to Christmas Island after that. <laughs> and I taught there for two years. And I was probably the only Tazi person who was teaching, mm-hmm. uh, who has ever taught on Christmas Island. Mm-hmm. And then I came back and uh, taught, starting teaching at Hutchins. I was probably another only person who has done so many things at the same time. So I think that kind of shaped me um, into who I am now and where I am now, and that has a pretty profound impact on how I can teach my lessons, how I actually engage with my my voice as well in what I do. And also I think that's really um, important because I always think about uh, something more than just learning about the grammar, vocabulary, uh, and all I do at Hutchins is not just about linguistics. It's actually because if you're listening as a year 12, 11, you probably would have actually probably uh, left my class, but mm-hmm. you probably remember me teaching you in year seven, year six, or year eight. And uh, regardless of where you are now, you actually would have actually probably had some fond memories of actually having Mr. Mars class where we talk about lots of things. I just got this lovely card from um, um, a student in year 11, and he said, Mr. Ma, you know what? Your lesson is one of the most chill and enjoyable lessons ever in my, in my Hutchins year 11 uh, experience. And that was a really, really strong message mm. to the boys. Learning a language is not that hard. You know, sometimes you have Chinese or all those Arabic or Greek being a very, very scary kind of language because if you actually pick up, say, German or Spanish, that makes sense because we're all English speakers. Mm. If you actually have to pick up a language that looks different, you kind of just lose it from the start of it. But if you think about Chinese being actually something you can conquer, it won't be that uh, scary. And all the boys I've actually worked with in my classes have really made it, even if you are not really making that to the very top of the um, so-called hierarchy, having an ATA from Chinese, you have really grown that sense of interest in language learning. You have really grown yourself that sense of intercultural skills. One day we actually probably come back to your language learning at uni or probably post-uni. We actually, in your workplace, you can easily you know, reconnect with your Chinese learning and probably just recap with all those year seven memories with Mr. Ma, Ms. Watson, and um, the Monsieurs in the French department, and you will naturally tap into uh, a whole different um, type of world compared mm-hmm. to your peers who have never had this experience in their language classrooms. Yeah. So you were, you were just saying that um, your classes are quite water. Memorable, I guess. Yeah, so, as a, it's a bit self-promoting, actually. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, well, yeah. <laughs> that's well, not really what I said, word for word, but you know. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, close. But, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, as a student, I find that if if the lesson is memorable yeah. with some events may, that may have happened in it, mm. I remember the knowledge that I gained in it a lot yeah. easier, and I find it's a it, it's a really good learning 
I agree. Yeah. You have to really learn from life. You can't really mm. learn from a textbook. Exactly. You know, in my Chinese class, um, we have lots of uh, hands-on stuff you can actually do. We have the Jason Lawson here with us mm -hmm. today. And the Jason Lawson is actually probably uh, one of the best, most popular figures of the Chinese team. And, you know, and he's got a big fandom, you know, and he's got probably 300 kids who actually always follow him. Mm -hmm. And um, you have Jason as the actual, you know, the cultural we call that mascot, but you know, yeah. uh, a, a cultural ambassador. Um, and Jason tells real life stories to yeah. the boys, down to year four, year five, and yeah. you know, even ELC. And, and that's the best learning because you don't learn from a chapter book. You actually learn from a person, and so learning becomes alive. Yeah, actually, whenever actually when you go to China one day, you have another scenario. You actually can recall. Oh, this is actually how Jason told me about how to use chopsticks or how I actually can interact with Chinese people without offending them. This is the taboo, this is what the do's and don'ts. And you can actually really use what's taking place in the classroom in a real life situation. And that's mm. our goal, apart from, of course, doing all this testing, which is less fun, but that's part of your learning anyway. So I'm saying it's actually not really just ignoring all these, the so-called dry part of language learning, but also you want to embrace the fun part as well and make it doable for the for mm. the, for, for Aussie boys to really make the most of it. Yeah. yeah. It, it, easier to learn if they're involved with it and really interested in it. Exactly. And you mentioned that that learning a language is something that you learn not necessarily for life but you know it's it's stored in the back of your mind there somewhere when even if we're learning Chinese now and you know 30 years down the track I, I can still pick up the Chinese that I learned back mm. back a long time ago how how do you make Chinese classes interesting and engaging both of you I guess from Mr. Mara as a more figure the real teacher sort of role and Jason sort of the the mentor, the guider of what it's really like? Look, I, I think uh, we try to demystify Chinese. I think we have had lots of cultural labels or stereotypes, if you want to call that, um, about uh, Chinese and uh, China, or today's China. And there has been some interesting debates about China, Australia, in the space, and we try to actually have a very open perspective on what's happening here and how you can actually make a difference to be a game changer in the space and be a very educated, informed global citizen who can actually deal with China-Australia affairs with a very informed, mature um, perspective. Uh, your language is key to that because um, that opens up a whole uh, lot of opportunities that shortens the bonding between you and your future Chinese partners. And when you actually get out there, even if it's just a very easy small talk with probably three lines of something in Chinese, that will really instantly uh, um, create that guanxi or the relationship between you and your Chinese counterparts. And that will just um, create this uh, you know, the, the spark, you know, the aha moment between you and the Chinese person. And that happens from, say, um, year seven, year eight Chinese, we actually learn all the, all the great things. It's not just about how you introduce yourselves or, or all those numbers, all these dry grammar stuff. It's actually, it can go way beyond year 12. When you do go out there, you will be able to use that. Or even if you actually don't really travel much, you can actually probably come across someone who has had experience. Australia is a very multicultural society. You actually have lots of people from different backgrounds. One day when you go to Melbourne, Sydney or Brisbane, you will see lots of different faces mm. uh, speaking different dialects and you know different accents. And you will be able to actually understand why they do this. And that could have actually all coming from, you know, Jason Losh's uh, culture talk uh, in 20, 
21. So and you will actually instantly be able to reconnect to the people who do things differently and grow, and grow this sense of tolerance across different cultures. For me, um, uh, so I have some classes in the junior school uh, with the little boys, and they are very curious about uh, Chinese everything, uh, you know, some good thing or some bad thing. Um, uh, I'm very patient to tell them that, you know, it's just not good or bad, it's just the difference. Yeah, you just need to um, accept and try to learn the difference. And um, I tell them, um, if you want to know the difference and learn the difference, just uh, come to a different, come to China or come to yeah, you know, the Asian country to just uh, experience the uh, real thing rather than from you know the textbook, uh, learn the mm, textbook's language. Yeah, we learn the language is just one way, and from the language we can learn more. We can see a big world, big uh, you know, big different things. Um, yeah, that's the, what I want to share to mm. my classroom. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. As always, if you'd like to listen and subscribe to Hutchins Podcast, please search Hutchins Podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or you can always search hutchins.taz.edu.au forward slash podcast. We'll see you soon. Hutchins Podcast.